0: What's up, lovers and friends? I'm Amanda. And I'm Marty. And welcome to the Crazy in Love podcast, where we discuss all things mental health, relationships, and the Black community. So today, for our spark, we have a very, very special guest, and I really, really cannot wait for her to share her vast knowledge with you all. Um, so today, we have Dr. Shaquia Harris, who is an associate professor, and she teaches people how to be therapists, okay? So she is about that life, all right? Um, she is the owner of the Mindfully Fashioned app and the brains and the face behind Counseling with Quia on Instagram. Um, and since I've known her, she's always been a huge proponent for mental health and priori- prioritizing taking care of yourself. So say hello, Queer. Hi guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here, like I, Marty knows I've been waiting to do this for a long time. And he's yes. just like, not yet, not yet. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> so honestly, I really, I know I probably didn't even give you the, like, justice, I feel like. So please share with us your credentials, what you want the people to know.
1: I well. I am Shakuya Harris. I have my doctorate in counselor education, concentration school counseling. However, I do have uh background in psychology areas, as I have a bachelor's in psychology, I started out in clinical psychology, counseling psychology. Then I just said, OK, I'll listen to my father. He was telling me, I think you'd be great in school counseling. So I went mm-hmm. over to the school counselor and it was like a fit. Was like everything. I got a graduate assistantship. I mm-hmm. kept a 4.0. So it was like, oh, this was where Whew. I was supposed to be. If I would have yes. <laughs> if I would have <laughs> if I would have listened, but I did not. <laughs> <at first. laughs> but yeah, I have my doctor from uh Mississippi State, no dog. Come on. Um, whoop whoop. <laughs> 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 I um I'm a national certified counselor, which means I took uh, courses because a lot of times people think of school counseling. They don't think like the mental health component, but Mm -hmm. I took a lot of mental health focused courses and able to be able to sit for the national counselor exam. And most people go on to get their LPC after that. However, I felt as if I wasn't going to do a private practice or anything. So Mm -hmm. I just kept the National Certified Counselor um, credential. I have been a middle school, high school counselor. Uh, One summer, I worked as an adolescent offender therapist. Um, Every time that I've worked at different universities, this is my third university that I am at currently, and I teach school counseling and clinical mental health students, and so.
0: Awesome, awesome, like. Wow.
1: Thank you.
0: (laughs) My oh and also uh Kui is my soror. So, you know, I'm always here for my good sister. I'm like, yes, I knew you was doing work, but I didn't know how much work he was doing. So <laughs> this is awesome. Um so I guess really the conversation today is what do people, you know, I guess what do they need to look for in a counselor? What do they need to look for in themselves to be like, okay, maybe I need to seek counseling? Um, so what are some like trauma experiences or some behaviors that, you know, someone could exhibit that you would encourage them like, hey, you might want to go look into some therapy. hmm
1: So a lot of times situations definitely are individualized because, mm-hmm. Uh, what may be traumatic to you, I may not feel as if it's just at a level where I need to go see someone. So I love to focus on the individual individuality component of mm-hmm. it. As um, But there are some things, especially um, considered to be like adverse childhood experiences that impact the adulthood. Mm-hmm. That can be from anything like how some people say, oh no, that kid just acting out. They, okay, the parents got a divorce. It could be something as divorce, um, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could be even true for adults. I've seen it where adult children experience, well, I'm gonna say I hate to say children because it lean back to children, but adults Right. children of parents who are divorcing still experience issues when the parents are divorcing and they are in like their 30s plus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it could be anything from. Either your parents are getting divorced, you're getting a divorce, um, abuse emotionally, uh, job stress. Mm-hmm. It could be, I mean, look what we're dealing with now from the pandemic
0: mm-hmm. and all
1: of that. And then a lot of people were having to take on roles that they normally didn't have, like from being at work all the time and getting uh, being able to separate yourself from not only the kids but from your spouse, but now both mm-hmm. of you guys are at home, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, all those things can could be considered traumatic for people, and deaths, of course, deaths, and it, mm-hmm. the number has been tremendous that, it, mm-hmm. that I have currently experienced as a society, and. Um, a lot of people don't grieve correctly because we don't, we aren't taught how to adequately go through it. Like right. you just taught to like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You got to be sad for a while, but you'll get over it. Like people are going to tell you, you over. It. it takes time. But what about, what am I doing in that time? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So things like that. Did you ask me for like different symptoms and signs that people may have?
0: I mean, that would be great. Too, because I mean, sometimes people don't necessarily realize it because I think one thing that really made me realize, girl, you need to go talk to somebody was like, after my mom died, like little small things would happen and I would just have meltdowns. Like I just could not even take it.
1: Yeah, and that's a great um, sign that you stated that things that normally wouldn't cause an emotional or um, a reaction from you may start to cause that. Um, mm-hmm. you may feel as if like okay what I'm currently experiencing far as like either it's being upset like crying or anger or mm-hmm. irritable mm-hmm. is not it's at a high level that's not right for the situation that just occurred you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: your eating habits could change sleeping mm-hmm. habit in the eating habits whether it's increasing or decreasing and far mm-hmm. as sleep too, whether it's increasing or decreasing mm-hmm. um, concentration like focus I, like, I too, I mean, even though I teach people to be therapy, I too have needed therapy. Right. Yeah. And so, I've noticed, like, my concentration is off. I can't focus well, like, when it's time for me to go. and Like you stated, like, you just feel it, like, it's rising. Like, okay, this, I can't do anything without it coming out of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, either crying yeah. or, or angry about it or something. It gets to that level. Um, the way that you were coping with Situations that look like that doesn't help you anymore. Like the way I used to cope isn't helping me anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: those may be things that show you like, I need to go and speak with someone.
0: Right. Definitely.
2: So what advice would you give to someone when they're looking for a therapist? Like what should they look for?
1: Well, like I, I said, the other night I was on... I travel dope like with with I am Michelle Renee. And I told her like, just because someone has a PhD doesn't mean they're a great therapist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Let me say that. So you need to look for some, of course you, your person needs to be licensed because in order to have a private practice, they have to have it LPC. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they don't have it that, that but, you know, they are licensed they're within their um, area. But I would look for what am I currently dealing with and look within their bios and see do they specialize in that. Mm-hmm. Of, um, do they, because a lot of times bios state, like I work with children, uh, some people may just work with children mm-hmm. or I work with people who are grieving um, only adults, uh, mm-hmm. someone who has anxiety, they may say eating disorders, career stressors, mm-hmm. women in transitions. As my therapist, that's what I loved about her. She works specifically with women who were looking to grow, not only mentally, but career wise. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at what are their specialty areas.
0: Mm-hmm. And where would you find their bios?
1: Okay, on psychology today has a lot of that as well as mm-hmm. you can find a therapist. Um, therapy for black girls has a search engine. And I have both of those on my app, mindfully fashioned app. Yeah. <laughs> I have well, you can go to the counseling corner with queer like or is it just queer account. Cal- let me look at my phone, but you can go to the tab. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the tab within the app and mm-hmm. click on council resources, and then you'll find where it's another tab that says finding a therapist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I mean, I was gonna have a section at the end where you could talk about it, but we can talk about okay. it now if you'd like. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, what, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good segue, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, so um, what inspired you to start that Mindfully Fashioned app?
1: So for years, um, Like two thousand ten, because it was like first year after I started the doctorate program and I start sending out scripture texts every morning to like friends and family, and then it just kind of grew. Like it became like hundreds of people I was sending (laughs) texts to, and like it would be I would send a scripture and then like maybe a little devotional. And one time a girl she said, "I think you should change it into an app." That was back then when I was in graduate school and I was total focused and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did. I was like, I can't do that right now. And plus I definitely didn't have the funds back then. Mm -hmm. And so as I started working as a counselor educator, as well as deepening my relationship with God, I started to think of like, how can I? intertwine these and I, and I want to be a advocate that is helping normalize the discussions around mental health because I' built I believe like once we start these dialogues that helps delete the stigma and increase mm-hmm. us going to therapy mm-hmm. And so I start seeing this uh, girl I have her app and she became an app developer and she talked about workshops and stuff. And I was like feeling nervous. And I was like, okay, I'll just jump out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I like used the concept that I've been sitting on of like linking mental health and spirituality. Where I would say mine is focused on Christianity. So some people mm-hmm. may not want those notifications, but you could turn them mm-hmm. off if you don't Right, want them. right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I decided to link those um, together. And here we are.
0: Awesome. I mean, and I've looked through the app and I really enjoy it. I actually, I mean, everybody who listens knows that, you know, I ain't, ain't no shame of my game. I I talk to Jesus and it's great. Um, but I also go to therapy and that is also great. So you need I mean both. It's it's good to have both. And I mean, I wish y'all could see um queer shirt cuz it says I pray and go to therapy. So, you know, shots out, but also like it is very um mental health focus too so you can look at different resources and stuff throughout the app and see you know like find a therapist and also like suicide hotlines things like that Mm -hmm. like different things that can help you so I'm like really excited about it right hopefully I mean but you know you got to put it out there we got to let people know about it right people know about it you know and the more like we say we normalize conversations because that's really the most important thing I think is Mm normalizing the conversations which is why we wanted to start this podcast we want to build a community where we can just talk about we're black <laughs> life is hard yeah. and <laughs> we need to make sure our, our mind is okay too like mm-hmm. it's okay, okay to feel fixed we're a yes. holistic being that's what I was trying to say
1: holistically like we want to bring it all together like
2: mm-hmm. there, you
1: can't have one component without the other we work as a Machine, like
0: a circle, I believe, exactly, exactly, like yeah, one part of you is off, I think you're all thrown off, right you're right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so what would you um or what advice would you have for folks who are in therapy right now, but they have to deal with people who are not in therapy? <laughs> Oh,
1: that is so tough because like I teach marriage and um, marriage and family therapy. I Mm -hmm. teach it and it's so tough because the person goes and works on themselves and then they go right back in the toxic environment, but they're hoping to be the component that's going to trip the whole system off of the family Mm -hmm. and other people. But you have to set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like when you're working, yep, when you're working with your therapist, I'm sure they are telling you like ways to help yourself, but also keep you in the area that you need to be in mentally and emotionally, even when in the company of others who need to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's where those boundaries come into play. And so it, it will be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. Right? <laughs> But as you continue to work on your better well-being, then you will start to be able to stand in those boundaries. Not only set them, because people are going to try to push push back as mm-hmm. often as possible, because they're used to the dysfunction that they operate in. And right. So you provide their functioning. It's like, oh, this is weird. We got to get it back to the dysfunction. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going <laughs> to have to stand in your boundaries, and so. As they can discuss those things with their therapist, journal about, I'm always saying journal and I mean it because mm. I probably have about five here that I have different <laughs> things like, oh, I write in this one about this. So I write in that one. Yeah. And so I journal, like to mm. figure out where are those triggers and like pressure points when I'm operating with that person and how can I protect myself when in those situations? And so like, I like tangible things. So with Mm -hmm. me seeing it, it's like, oh, yeah, when I'm with so-and-so, this is how I'm feeling. And Mm -hmm. this is what it's causing. But communicate that to the person as well. And if you see that they aren't respecting where you have placed those boundaries, Mm -hmm. then you may have to limit your interactions.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important that people learn how to establish those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And staying firm in them, mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for us to kind of adjust our boundaries as we feel fit, and in the end, that just end up not being as good for us in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How would you um recommend, like, people who are in those situations to like normalize conversations about mental health, and then also like maybe say, "Hey, family member, have you thought about therapy?"
1: yeah uh, make sure it's in a way that they um aren't feeling it is if you're pointing the finger Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that's the terrible thing about um therapy and so or talking about mental illness or even mental health which is the emotional psychological and social well-being which Mm -hmm. is what everyone has we all have mental health we want a healthy level exactly people feel like oh you're talking about me you're being derogatory towards me when you say I need to go to theater mm-hmm. so you have to like bring it back and <laughs> figure out what's the best way to, to communicate with that person like maybe yeah. have a one-on-one and let them know how great it has been for you and say that I've noticed in you that there were some areas that seemed as if you were having a tough time with them would you ever consider like doing what I do like going mm-hmm.
0: somewhere? No. That is a really good, I feel like that's a really good way. Especially, I don't, I would hope nobody would be offended if they asked that way.
1: Right. <laughs> Instead of saying, and hey, you need to go to them, you know, that's how you, you Yeah, that's, you know. but that's usually how you want to say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's Usually how you want to tell somebody, like, you need it. Right.
1: Right, but you know, that then puts them up in like up defense up and they won't hear anything you say and then they'll still what continue to think negatively about therapy.
0: Exactly. We don't want that. Mm-hmm.
1: Nope. nope.
2: Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to someone who's actually looking for a therapist or trying to find the right fit for them?
1: So the um, thing is, you might have to shop around, and that's okay. I mean, think about your doctor. I well, I don't know. Some people might get with somebody and think they just have to be loyal. But mm-hmm. if I don't like a doctor or what have you, I'm paying to go there, so I will leave. Like, mm-hmm. That's not a good fit. <laughs>
2: so,
1: so if you see after, don't just leave after the first session. Maybe like two or so, or However, well, I guess if some people may know on the first session, so let me take that back. But I mm-hmm. like yeah, like feel it out a little bit. And if I'm not feeling that we are compatible as far as mm-hmm. like therapy, I mean, therapist and client, mm-hmm. then I'll just like kind of start looking for someone else. And it doesn't have to be uh, like someone the same gender or mm-hmm. unless you prefer that. So it's all about your preferences. Do you prefer someone the same gender, same race? hmm. For someone younger, older, so because all those things probably will come into play. Uh, we try to keep them out, but sometimes it may be, the client may view it and think like, oh, no, nah, you know, I, mm-hmm. this person older, they just saying it because they old. But then that's where they have to look within and see where has someone else older or someone that was younger caused me harm when giving advice. I mean, well, but the therapist isn't giving advice, but mm-hmm. when trying to help me, where have, that, where have I experienced that harm? that's causing me to have that bias towards a person mm-hmm. so you can just kind of feel it out and shop around if need be like how i got with my that well she's not about the anymore we terminated so i was so sad oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you know yeah you, you grown it's time to go <laughs> but, <laughs> but before her i had someone Else and I just knew that I was just like feeling like I was helping myself more, it was more conversational, and that's when you know, man, this, this mm-hmm. isn't a working life, this isn't therapeutic, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, hmm, when I well, I had a therapist at one point back in like my old area that I used to live in, and I yeah, it, it just wasn't a, like I stopped for a while just because I was just like. Mm-mm. Cause I mean, I'm open to like people of all, cause I mean, it's really, I feel like in certain areas, it's hard to find um, a therapist of color, a black therapist, you know, like everybody was booked up here. I live in uh, Massachusetts. Everybody was booked up here, you know? And I mean, I found someone who was good. Like I found a white woman was good, but I also had a white woman therapist back in North Carolina that was not so good. And I just stopped going. I was like, I'm paying a lot of money I'm paying $40, my copay, for a 45-minute session, not even a whole hour, mm. and I don't even really feel like she's listening to what i am got going on, you know, because, I mean, I think, I feel like the difference between my therapist now and my therapist when um, I was back in North Carolina is she's at least aware that um, racism is a thing, mhm- and oppression and all that stuff so she's a little bit more um in tune with reality at least my reality <laughs> <laughs> so it was very much so helpful and i could tell that old girl back in north carolina was a little bit more uh red i'll say it that way okay. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right my he's connected so i was trying to get him back
0: oh no oh no you're fine you're Mm -hmm. fine
2: (laughs) so um what advice would you give to someone who wants therapy but feel like they cannot afford it
1: okay so i recently found out about um some it depends on your insurance company that some insurance companies are wavering the deductible Uh right now like during the pandemic so that will be a way of course but after the pandemic you could look into um school like university counseling centers it Uh although you may not be a student but for students it's free but if you aren't a student you could uh in part of the community you could see if they take people from the community and a lot of times they will do sliding scales and um go off of your income to better Uh assist you
0: Uh Mm-hmm. I did not know that.
1: Yes. And also, um, there are, like, if you're in crisis, there are some places that you can text, that, mm-hmm. and they will refer you out to someone. But then that's the thing, though. They, um, it may still cost you some mm-hmm. funds once they refer you out. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> and so, yes. Those are some areas, some things that you, they could possibly do.
0: Do you know of any, like, therapists that do, like, stuff for the community, too, potentially? Because I know there are, there's stuff like that out there, but I just don't mm-hmm. know, like, where to find it, you know?
1: Right. You probably, you definitely have to, like, Google your area and see if they have someone who, a therapist that would be in like a community center that may um, work with people who belong to that center, at, or like pro bono, or be or is part of that that membership there. And you know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. the membership at a community center is gonna be pricey anyway. You know, that you mm-hmm. may could be a part of the um, community center for free, and mm-hmm. it may be part of the therapist um, service, or mm-hmm. they may have a a contract with that center. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, pro bono. I don't know if any like private practices will <laughs> do pro bono mm-hmm. possibly. Because a lot of times they wanted to know that a person will invest mm-hmm. because a lot of times they will show that the person will work within sessions because it's work to work on your emotions
0: and mental
1: processing and, and all that. That's work.
0: It, it really is let me talk about it because it is it just yeah sometimes you don't feel like doing it like I do go to therapy regularly but sometimes I'm like oh girl I don't know (laughs) I don't know where to even start and I don't even know if I can do actual like a little bit more of the cognitive behavioral stuff you know what I mean um mm -hmm. so yeah I just sometimes I just don't feel like it (laughs) Right.
1: <laughs> and of course you're the focal person as the client so you're working mm-hmm. hard as the client and the therapist is there with you because it's a working alliance I always do that in my classes so I'm doing it now but like <laughs> just, <laughs> but you guys are intertwining and both are working equally and so of course the client has more um I would say they need to have more Invested mm-hmm. in because they are the one who has what it takes to get to their desired outcome to get to right. the change. Right. And so you want to have someone that's going to be congruent in like doing what they're supposed to do in therapy and outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. So do your homework and so if you constantly have a client who's not doing their homework you're like okay so I'm the only person working here and that's mm-hmm. not going to give you the change that you were
0: looking for exactly exactly yeah you do have to do the work and it is like I mean I feel like it's very beneficial you know I'll give an example because I feel like it's good to just normalize the conversations and just be very real about it and so like i had an issue with my feelings and like what do i feel how do i feel because i've kind of like i shut them off i shut them down just so that i can function you know um but now i'm allowing myself to feel even if it may not feel like it's right in the moment to feel that way Mm -hmm. i still feel it i let myself think like why do i feel this way and i can you know at least talk myself down especially because i get angry a lot so i'll get mad and then i'm like okay well why am i and You know, and of course, uh, you know, I'll process that, I'll talk to God. But I mean, also everybody has their own process. Everybody talks to who they need to talk to or do what they need to do to get their life together, get their mind right. But that's just what I do personally.
1: Yeah, and that's good intrapersonal insight. Yeah, so we know that anger is secondary. Mm -hmm. It's something deeper than that. Mm -hmm. But anger is safe, right? Because it's not you're not being vulnerable. Right. Knowing that true person that's speaking in the inside that's there. Mm-hmm. and you're trying to protect that person. So anger is like, hmm safe. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So I have one more question for you, Um, mm-hmm. uh, Since you work as a professor uh, helping individuals become therapists, uh, do you have any advice for people who think they might want to become a therapist as a career?
1: Sure. I would say um, it's not about advice giving. So if you're like, oh, I <laughs> give great advice, it, mm-hmm. that's not going to help you. <laughs> but <laughs> but it does not matter what your undergrad is in, honestly. Like I've mm-hmm. had people who were majored in English, people who majored in business and work on getting their master's in like clinical mental health or school counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can come in with... Um, with a bachelor's and whatever, because you're still going to have to take the master level courses anyway. And so I would say to focus in on knowing you better, because you were the tool that you're going to need in session. Mm -hmm. And you could unconsciously allow those things that you haven't worked on, come out in session. Mm -hmm. So start to learn who you are. That You can do that even while you're working on the master's um, or whatever higher degree you would like in counseling. Learning yourself, learning that it's more than advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you want to have good active listening skills. Mm -hmm. A (laughs) great person that's listening. Uh, Have compassion towards, well, towards um, marginalized and oppressed populations. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to... uh, make sure that you address your own biases we all have them people want to say i don't have yes you do
0: yeah exactly
1: So so you can start working on those while you are in the program um seek out programs um you could check out the coordinators of the program or the university that you're interested in and go and speak with them that's how i did like i found the person before i actually went ahead and listened to my dad and did school counseling. I went and spoke Mm -hmm. with the person that was the coordinator of school counseling. And I felt like it, the university, well, of course I was already at the university, but I felt like that program would be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: That's really good advice. Mm -hmm. So thank you uh, so much for being on here with us. Like Mm -hmm. this has been some really good information.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) It's so
1: good. I'm so excited. Uh, Thank y'all for having me. I am excited that y'all are actually doing something like this because for so many years it has been like hush hush about mental health like, you don't talk about that uh, you're black <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but now i'm so glad that we are letting you know how back in the day they would put the people who they consider oh, yeah. crazy put mm-hmm. them in a room in the back i'm so glad we we're removing crazy and letting the people out the back room Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I am ecstatic about what you guys are doing and I hope you guys continue to do this and take it further go as far
0: as you can with as many people as you can oh thank you thank, thank
2: you, you so you. much
0: and I mean really same thing with my mindfully fashion and I love I mean I love listening to counseling with queer like whenever I'm on Instagram I'm like let me stop let me listen <laughs> thank you (laughs) so go download the app
1: yes please and i have to always tell people this isn't when i do those little segments they aren't a substitute for counseling it's just like my little opinion on counseling topics
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no still go to therapy yes please (laughs) Please. (laughs) but she still has good information so okay. still, I mean, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Because <laughs> I don't want to send a bunch of people to, to follow you. It's open. like when you get my app
1: and you go in the Queer Counseling Corner, mm-hmm. it has one. It's a counseling corner with Queer, and you can tap on that, and it takes you to my Instagram page.
0: Okay, so there you go. You can follow her. Follow her on Instagram. Get the app. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
2: All right, and thank y'all once again for listening with us. Uh, please remember that we do want to hear from you. Please send any letters with questions, comments, feedback, or topics for us to, to discuss to us at crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. Once again, that's crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Uh, please share us with your networks, and it'll help us reach more people.
0: Yeah, everybody. <laughs> share with everybody. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank y'all.
0: Y'all take care.